it's the Modifivers. Don't forget to follow at Pod on social media and check out our Patreon. Stick around through the end of the episode for more information. Enjoy! Insorcelled. A low-key, hate-free, HP, D&D podcast. There is no room for hate here. Only education and helping one another. Hogwarts will always be here to welcome you home. Welcome back to Ensorcelled. This week with us, we have Willow Wilson. Imogen Seagrin's daughter. Currently reading You Spin Me Right Round, a history of carding, dyeing, and spinning fibers into thread. Because I got caught up in like my conspiracy boards and I was like, oh, look at all this string, and it was just a rabbit hole. We have Bri Walton. Celeste Carver Chapman. Lovely to be in season four, where absolutely nothing bad is going to happen to us. Right? Why did everyone get quiet? We have Holland Lane Curtis. Randy Tierney. The D stands for diving into the new year head first, like you do in swimming pools and not on brooms. From what I've been told. <laughs> and I'm your god of fiver, Remy Culp. Let's play a game. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> Ren's character gets killed off. Finally. Oh no, the sweet release of death. <laughs> so let's, um, shall we begin? Let's yeah. begin. At last, the temperature suddenly begins to drop from the humid summer rains, and the leaves ever so slowly are beginning to fade from a fluorescent green to a duller one, leaning towards the rich, buttery yellows, oranges, and reds of the autumn. September 1st has arrived, and we all know what that means. Teens and tweens of the magical sort are piling onto a large red train on a hidden platform, kissing their fathers on the cheeks and hugging their mothers tight as they escape to their home for the next several months. All seems to be rather typical as the members of Section C board the train individually. Edison awaits the arrival of his friends in their usual compartment, though he doesn't wait long as Teddy joins him, sitting across from him bearing a new look. Rather than his typical turquoise blue hair, he sports an average-looking brunette, wavy across his forehead. He seems to have changed his eyes to a medium shade of brown as well, and his clothes appear to be rather plain. A simple blue t-shirt and a timeless pair of jeans and sneakers has assisted him in blending into the crowd. Um, t- Teddy? Are, are you cosplaying as Ross? Are, are you cosplaying as your da? Or are you okay? Are you cosplaying as a lawyer? It's not long after the rest of the group arrives. <laughs> Myra, Ren, Imogen, and Celeste pile into the compartment. Missing is Ross, who, according to Teddy, was dragged off by Ava Harper, his girlfriend, to sit with her and her friends. More room for us, then. I don't think we could get both of them in here anyways, he comments, pushing his hair out of his eyes. The train is off, and the typical scenic route to Hogweed was the same as it had been year after year, and yet it never feels mundane. With the Scottish countryside coming into view as the sun sets behind the plains, the simple beauty of nature is relaxing, almost meditative, and distracting from the current goings-ons of the world that has eaten your mind for the past several months. Tension melts away as your biggest worries are trying to change into your uniform in a train that's bumping along steadily on the tracks, erasing any natural sense of balance you thought you had. But it eventually slows to a stop on an old wooden platform adorned with lanterns, the familiar scene comforting you and terrifying the young ones who were guided into boats by Professor Mancuso, who gives you a nod of pleasantry. 
The tristle-drawn carriages take you to the front doors of the Hogweed Castle. Massive doors built for the gigantic beings welcome you in and find yourself seated amongst your peers for the annual welcome ceremony and feast. It's strange how time moves quickly this evening. A speech from Headmaster McConnell about grades and studies and love and home. Sorting of the nervous young students. And the appearance of the most splendid feast you've ever seen since you last departed the campus in June. And so that's how you find yourself beneath the covers of your bed, and at breakfast the next morning, and in the classroom of one Professor Sean Jameson who eagerly greets you with a smile. Um, there he stands before you in his usual fare, you know, a buttoned-up shirt, sleeves rolled up, a tie, slacks, you know, he's a little scruffy, um, facial hair-wise, and his hair is, is cropped a bit short. Um, he looks as charming as always. Um, and he's very excited to see his favorite students. And he says, Welcome back, everybody. It's your fourth year at Hogweed. How was everyone's summer? Oh, it was lovely. I went on a few vacations. I have. I went on some interviews. It's been an exciting summer. Wow, that, 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 is just, that does sound quite busy, Celeste. I went to a library. Wonderful. Oh, I was, I was in St. Petersburg. The whole time, but I, I went to a library there. Russia! That's lovely! Yeah! I kinda don't remember. I have to be honest, it kinda just flew by. Imogen perks up um, no, and not looks like alarmed. No, no, Celeste it's okay! also looks over. No, I do, I do remember. Do you, like, feel, do you feel fuzzy? Do you feel no, fuzzy? Do you need help? Uh, uh, forgive me, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have started like that. Um, no, everything's fine. I've mostly just bounced a lot between all four of my parents now um so it kind of all runs together okay so it was a uh, uh, not remembering because of like normal uh normal, normal things, normal oh, things. okay yeah. cool, 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 cool. sorry thank you for clarifying y you said all four of your parents were you watched by a, a painting this summer i mean kind of like we I just mean, mostly yeah. talk it's not really but not like for a longer period of time you were supervised beyond then um, I'm 15. I'm practically an adult. I That's, don't need to be supervised. You still... No, no, this checks for me. Also, uh, the painting's at Henry's house, so it doesn't get more adult than Jenny. Just saying. I'm not talking about Henry, though. That's fair. Okay. Um, alright. Also, look at my boots! I helped. I show my boots. I helped make them. They're... They look tactical. Yeah, do you see the, the, the stitching around the sole? I helped. I helped wax the thread that you was used to, to, to keep it together. Fine work. Thank you. We haven't heard from Louisa in a while. Oh, yes. I got a few letters earlier in the summer, but nothing afterwards. Yeah, even when I can talk to her, she just seems a bit distracted, a bit distant. Oh, no. I tried to meet her when I was in America for a brief portion, but she's busy. Yeah. Mm. She's probably just working real hard, um, and, you know, doing a lot of yeah. room zooming and... Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure she has so many friends. Yes, of course. Mm. Uh, Professor Jameson, you didn't happen to hear from Louisa, did you? I, uh, no, um, no, I mean, I, I, I was, I was quite busy this, this summer, to be honest, um, but, uh, no, I, I hadn't heard from from Louisa at all. Huh. Oh, uh, what did, sorry, we're so rude. Uh, what did you do, Professor Jameson, for the summer? 
Oh, nothing exciting. Just reworking curriculum, teacher conferences, you know, trying to keep track of Ross and failing. He, well, he was, a, he was the busy bee, really, this summer. Insight check. Go for it. <laughs> I think what, uh, we're, we're all wanting to know if he got together with Ty yet, right? Jesus Absolutely. Yes. Okay, cool. We're all on the same page. Can I roll as well? Sure. Imogen is uh, still staring at Teddy, trying to figure out who he's cosplaying. Because we have not gotten an answer. And that was a seven-hour train ride. <laughs> that is a 15. Oh, you may have actually rolled better than me. <laughs> yeah, you did. Se- that's a 13 for Celeste. Yeah, that's what he did. It doesn't seem like he had, you know, anything big happen over the summer. He went to conferences, he was reworking curriculum, you know, teacher summer things. With a 15, I don't get nothing. I mean, like, that's not, like, all he did the entire summer, like, but, like, that was the prime, like, the biggest part of his summer. So what you're saying is he hasn't quite gotten together with Ty, but they're definitely headed in that direction. I did not say that, Jesus Christ. That's that's what I'm hearing, though, that's what I'm hearing. You guys are so- I also took it that way. Yeah. I love- I love that I give you guys a juicy tidbit, like, years ago. Like, oh, they broke up, and he was really sad, and you guys do nothing about it, and then all of a sudden, they're like, ooh. So they've held hands, but they haven't kissed yet. That's what I'm hearing, yes. We've been slow burning them. We were slow They dated for three years, they've definitely kissed. Slow burn. Yeah, but a slow burn, you know, they, they have to let the feelings kind of come back after all this time and, like, history and their changes. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta grow and understand yourself better as a person before you're ready for something like a slow burn, you know? They have to re-meet, reintroduce, you know? It's yeah. basically starting at square one. Exactly. It's, it's, it's happening. It's real. Yeah. We love a slow burn. This is definitely the only slow burn that's ever going to happen in Ensorcelled. Okay, bye. At Shut all. the uh, fuck what? up. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that's what he says about his summer. Oh, Does lovely. he say anything about our cool new hairstyles? Yes. He says, y'all look very edgy. That's it? What about Teddy? He looks less edgy. Yes, I'd say Teddy looks the opposite of edgy. And I mean, that's great. I'm, I'm, you do you, but I'm still, I'm still interested in, uh, what, what, what's up with you, man? What's going on, bud? Teddy is, like, looking at all of you, like, how, how did this become about me? Um, and he's just, like, sitting there with his arms crossed, and he, like, shrugs, he's like, I don't know, just trying something new. Okay, but it wasn't because anybody bullied you or told you, you know, your different look was too different because I will find them. No, I'm I'm not being I'm not being bullied. Are you bullying yourself? I I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Just checking in. Okay. I just I don't know. I just want to try something new. I think okay. we can get that. I'm, yeah. I mean, I understand. <laughs> of course. It also must be tiring with your abilities and everything, just feeling the pressure of always looking some kind of different just because you can. You know, you don't have to just because you can. I don't know. Good talk. Thanks. Insight check? Sure. Yeah, we're so talking about this later. <laughs> you know, Imogen's also going to do an insight check, if that's if that's okay. Go for it. Uh, dirty 20 for Celeste. Jesus. That's a sad 11 for Imogen. I don't think Rem's gonna insight check it, because I think she just knows. 
instinctively. What? She feels it. No, <laughs> that's she, not how the game works. <laughs> no, Holland, I have to defend Remy. Here. That's not you know how the game actually often. works. No, no, no. no let, let me let me elaborate, please. Ren's not gonna roll insight because she thinks she knows exactly what it is. I'm not saying she's actually right, even though I am. Um, I know that I am because I'm just fucking smart. But <laughs> um, no, Ren thinks she knows what's happening without inciting, and whether or not she's right, she doesn't care because she thinks she's right, uh, is what I'm saying. I'm absolutely gonna need you to message me what Ren thinks is going on. Okay. No, message me. No, shut up. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Don't message Imogen. She's, uh, she's still thinking about, you know, string and stuff. Library. Russia. Are, are you gonna message me? Yeah. Oh, you, like, serious. right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that I know what Ren thinks she knows. Also, that's very interesting and actually not the direction I thought you were going to go in Holland. I like that. So I'm right. So with you, okay, so first things first, Imogen with your 11. Teddy's, Teddy's trying out a new look. Okay. Nice. Celeste. I got a dirty 20. Yeah, yeah you got that dirty 20. Teddy is 14. As we all know, when you're in this age, it's kind of like this weird, like, am I a child? Am I an adult? Am I a teenager? I, like, don't know what my place in this world kind of is or what my role is or what I'm supposed to do or, like, why everything I do everyone hates or do they actually hate it? Is it just me? I don't know, like, what my vibe is. He is kind of unsure about his identity right now. He's taking an active part in it, um, in trying something different. He might not vibe with it. Maybe he'll try something else. But right now, he's just kind of like in this weird place where he's not comfortable in his skin. And he's just not sure which direction would get him that comfort. Oof. I think Celeste just looks at him and without context goes... Uh, fully get it, my dude. Did I use that right? It sounded right to me. Um, where did you hear that? That sounds a couple years too early to me. <laughs> I heard it in America, and I wasn't sure, but it sounded like it was something that you uh, use as affirmation. No, it, y yeah, I mean, you definitely used it in the right context. Um, oh, lovely. Because I've definitely seen people say it on American TV shows, but... You, you went to California, didn't you? Yes, I did okay. go to California. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, um, yes, uh, yes. Not everyone <laughs> says that. Oh, yeah, I did think it was surprising. I never heard Louisa say it. I just thought she was shy in that moment. Uh -huh. but mm -hmm. No, that doesn't sound right, actually, I think it's after fine. all. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> say it whenever. It doesn't sound weird. You can say whatever you want. I'll test it out. I'll test it out. I'll... Is, this the, is this the year Celeste experiments with different dialects? <laughs> right, right, I am Celeste. <laughs> are you trying to? What were you? I, are you trying to be Irish like us? Or I don't think that's what, I was what she was going for. I think. I, she was, I mean, I couldn't tell. Was that was that Cornwall? Scottish? I, I possibly, I'm not sure. I, I just sort of tried. To, okay, let's move on. Uh, Professor Jameson, let's move on. Oh, there's a nice thick Scottish accent. Okay, all right. Uh, there it is. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> Do I really sound like that? I, I hope that I don't sound like that. No, you don't sound... I was saying I was saying that Celeste could... If, if she'd like to uh, exhibit a 
uh, or work on a strong Scottish accent, she should, you know, listen to you. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I very much do have a very thick Scottish accent, as does Ross, my younger brother Ross. We both have very thick Scottish accents, and I hope no one forgets that. Yeah, I never could. Great. How could you? Okay, so what are we doing for school today? <laughs> oh yeah, charms. <laughs> well, uh, the great segue, you guys. Um, so as you know- Hold up, hold up, hold up. This is a charms class? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a failure of a teacher. Wait, wait, you were supposed though. to be teaching us and not just like talking and hanging out like a homeroom? I kind of always thought it was a homeroom. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think that's what they do in a homeroom either. I'm gonna curse all of you. That's but illegal. It's a ch- I think you're gonna charm all of us because it's, it's a, a charms p- class. It's is it a curse class or a charm class? I, I have nothing to tell. Fourth year. So, as we know, at the beginning of every year, we talk about you know what we're gonna be doing for the whole year. Um, and I've worked really hard this summer, actually, with a lot of the teachers to kind of rewire some things around. Um, so this year, especially for the fourth years, um, there's going to be a, a heavy emphasis on, on lessons tying together across different subjects. We're going to really be focusing uh, on your spellcasting, exploring your individual power um, and your capabilities, and really strengthening you as a sorcerer. For example, in regards to uh, different subjects being tied together this year, botany is going to focus on poisons, whereas potions will prioritize antidotes, you know, for for poisons. So that will very clearly be be tied together. Um, and I'm sure your other your other professors will also talk about this as well as you go through the first classes of the year. You know, you know how it goes. Um, so now. Once you've hit fourth year, magic is less about learning basics. Um, it's about expanding skill sets, um, useful spells with multiple purposes, um, focusing on your strengths and your weaknesses, and, and trying to hone in on those specifically, um, and to make you an, an all-around better sorcerer and spellcaster. Um, does, does that make sense? Is there any, uh, any questions? When we're learning about poisons in botany, I mean, it, I, it would, I, I definitely would like to learn about poisons in botany, but are we also going to be learning about antidotes for poisons in botany or just in potions? Because there are ma- magical plants and regular plants that are suitable as, as, as antidotes for, for their, the poisons. Are we only going to be learning about that in potions? I would like to imagine that both of those, sub- that the subject of, of antidotes specifically will cross over between both classes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, I will, uh, I'll be sure to pack my medicine cat folder. Incredible. Um, are, are there any other questions, particularly ones that are focused on spellcasting? Since I, that's what I know more about. Yes, you mentioned individual powers. I was a little interested in that. Oh, you know, like, uh, the power you yourself possess. You know, how strong you are, all of that. So do you mean, like... We're gonna try and get more specialized to our own strengths. Is that what you mean? Yes. So, you know, here at Hogweed, we're really able to have small class size, which is excellent. It provides a, a lot of um, student-teacher focus um, with that smaller ratio of student to teacher. So we're just really 
putting an emphasis on you specifically, uh, rather than trying to teach all of fourth year the exact same things the exact same way. It's more like, um, I know, I know someone struggles with this certain aspect of spellcasting, so while practicing a new spell, I'm going to help them with that aspect. Is it, is it me? It, am I the one who struggles no, with a certain it, aspect it, of spellcasting? It was a general, a general example in the general. Oh, I wasn't, okay, general. I wasn't calling anyone. Okay, but I, I mean, oh. I am, I, I do struggle with some aspects of spellcasting, so I, I'm very excited that, that it's going to be a more specialized and, uh, uh, you know, individual-focused sort of a study this year. Oh, yes. Imogen just checking in, are you looking for flaws in yourself? Are you looking in how you can improve? Yes. Okay, so we're going to discuss this in group therapy today. Yep, therapy circle, first day back, that sounds about right. Okay. Huh. I don't feel like I was, you know, back in the day when I was, you know, struggling. But, I don't know, maybe it's just first day of a new year jitters or something i don't know i just i just really want to i just really want to do my best and help everyone and make sure everyone's safe of course you're excited yes that is what this feeling is Mm, we'll also address that in therapy circle i think i think it's probably because you turn 14 and everyone knows that once you turn 14 everything in your brain goes all funky maybe that's what this is i'm gonna write that down I mean, I would know I'm 15, so... Yeah, that's true. You, you, I, sh- I should I, I should be listening to you you and Celeste and all, all of my friends who have already been 14 and, you know, been there and done that. Oh, 14. Uh, so long ago. I remember my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that sounds cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Um, But yes, amazing, cool spellcasting curriculum this year. Yeah. Sounds grand. Um... I'm. I have high hopes. I'm actually really, really excited, uh, both for my class and for the other classes. Um, uh, also, should let you guys know that we have uh, our our club meeting at the end of the day, so be there. Very exciting. Or be hunted oh, down. We'll, 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 I mean, we'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Are we gonna learn any more nonverbal magic? Well, that's one of the things that we'll be working on um, with exploring that individual power and capability. Um, you know, if anyone has a natural affinity for it, um, you know, something that comes easier to them, uh, we'll definitely see, Just kind of start working on that, though it's not something that's really, really honed in on until, uh, I believe you're six, um, but- What about, oh, what do we call them? Do we still call them Patronuses? Oh, uh, there's a different word for that, that we'll talk about later. Patreons. Nope, there's a different word for that that we'll talk about <laughs> oh, later. When are we going to talk about Patreons? When are we going to no. Patreon get our Patreons? <laughs> Summoning our Patreons? <laughs> I'd like to summon my Patreon like a Pokemon. I would like to stab you with a curvy dagger. Professor! <laughs> <laughs> what, regardless of what we call them in the canon of Insorcelled, we're calling them Patreons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a very reasonable uh, parody jump. So I think we should call them Patreons. <laughs> Executive decision. The Executive decision as one of the first round editors of Insorcelled, um, <laughs> you, you know, no, co-host. You so I do think that Patreon is correct. Patreon and, is correct. And also, um, if anyone is listening right now and we haven't cut this out, we haven't. You become a Patreon. You could maybe help us pick our Patreons in the future. Obviously, final decision is, of course, based on character, and we're going to think very, 
very highly about this, but hey, you know, you can put out your suggestions. We'll definitely take them into account if you become a Patreon. And the next Patreon to subscribe for $20 a month, I will name my Patreon after. I'm going to bite <gasps> all of you. <laughs> Not from where you are. Okay, anyways, back to class. Um, uh, so yeah, Jason's like, yep, club meeting at the end of the day. Be there, be hunted down. Um, so I will see you there with, you know, the usual suspects, and we'll discuss all of that nonsense then. Lit. Cool. Is that a thing yet? I don't no, know. No. I don't, I don't think, think so. Um, I think we're right in like the swag? era. Yeah, I think it's swag right now. It's just swag. Oh, it's swag. I can't believe we're entering our swag era. Oh my gosh. Planking is a thing right now. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, okay. But let's be real. Ross has a, like a t-shirt that has a mustache on it. That's true. Yeah. I He's wearing it. Right now, he's wearing with his, his uniform with his right now. Uniform. He's, he's wearing it under his robes. You know that bitch has layers. Come on. Did I? Did I? Oh shit! I didn't mention Ross got glasses over the summer. <gasps> I haven't addressed more. his dyslexia yet, though. That's a good question. What about his ADHD, Bestie? <laughs> one, one at a time. <laughs> Learning disability first while he's in school. Okay, cool. So are we done with class? Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah, you're done with the goddamn fucking class. What did we learn? Oh, right. Uh. That stuff. Nothing else. Your next class. We're the worst, and I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. Moving on. Welcome back. Your second class of the day, of course, a Monday, um, as every single day after September 1st is a Monday. It's mandatory. Mm-hmm. You have Defense Against Evil Magic with Professor Chang. She's also very delighted to see you. Um, her pixie cut, she's grown out just like a little bit, so now it's kind of shaggy um, and kind of like across her forehead. Um, and she is wearing her, her usual edgy teacher outfit. And she looks sick as hell, and she's wearing a lot of rings, which is fun. I immediately go up to her. Professor, professor, look at my boots. Look at my haircut. Look at my boots. I got a leather jacket over the summer. Professor. Ren, you look sick as hell. Thank you. That I needed that validation so heavily. That's exactly no what her dad said. Mm-hmm. Is it? He helped me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I actually is a quote, I think. It, it fully is, yeah. <laughs> I just needed you to know that I've I've become I'm I am transforming into a a beautiful butterfly of coolness now. Badassery, I think is the word. <laughs> am I using that right? Badassery. I I believe so. <laughs> Swag. <laughs> okay. Um Everyone have a good summer. I'm going to laugh so hard. I feel like I'm going to throw up a little bit. <laughs> Imogen saying swag. That's, <laughs> that's the end of the session. <laughs> I don't know what's come over, Imogen. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what sparked this, but now it's happening. Obviously, it was the summer she spent in St. Petersburg. <laughs> yes. Yes, with their American slang. So anyway, Professor, I just wanted to show you, and um, at some point when we're not in our uniforms, I will show you my leather jacket. It's really cool. That sounds absolutely incredible. I'm so glad that your sense of fashion has changed. 
Um, so everyone had a great- I'm really glad you didn't say improved. Yeah. Because I would have been really sad. No, that would be really mean. I would never. Even if it's true. It- it- I- I mean, presumably, from what I've heard, it is true. Well, you know, I can't believe students. I mean, you can. I'm just glad you're not doing that. So, yeah. Um, everyone had a good summer? I went to the library. Sweet. You know, and actually, yeah, while I was at the library in St. Petersburg, I, uh, I made friends with uh, this American um, ballet dancer who was in uh, St. Petersburg over the summer for a, a, a training intensive. And um, yeah, he taught me all sorts of cool slang. He helped me find the, the, uh, the English section, uh, the English language section of the, the library in St. Petersburg. So Interesting. Um, yeah, swag. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad everyone had a good summer. Um, welcome back, everybody. How was your summer? Oh, it was it was lovely. I traveled a lot with um, my wife. We took a tour of South America and we moved. Uh, we were in an apartment before, but now we're in a bigger house, yard. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I'm so happy that you're moving on in this step. What's going on for the class today? I I actually have more questions. Okay. You said you did specify you have a good yard. Uh yes. Is is there a is there a, a, a dog or a cat who is going to be partaking of that yard or perhaps a garden? Um well yeah, actually we were thinking about, about getting a dog. I mean I mean I've always loved dogs and you know, they're so cute. And I would love for Aphrodite to have a companion because you know I'm here all day, even though I'm there at home at night but she works from home so she's always home and i just don't want her to feel lonely so i think i think we are gonna get a dog hopefully sooner rather than later yeah that sounds amazing when you get a dog tell me all about it then her him her we we don't know yet absolutely i'll tell you all about the dog as soon as we get one you should name them thaddeus it's a good name uh that is a good name it's also taken right now in our circle of animal friends. But you could you could you could also name your dog Thaddeus but like spell it different. Or Thaddeus Jr. Yeah. I will take this into consideration. Thank you for the offer. You're very welcome. Or Thaddeus. So like you, you mix up the cause deuce is like two and it's like Thaddeus oh, two. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Cute. I think we figured it out. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> good talk. So, school. School. Um, so, uh, which class did you have before this? Charms. So, I'm sure Professor Jameson already kind of explained the reworking of the curriculum. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Great. So, uh, basically exactly what he said, focusing on your individual strengths and magic. Um, in Defense Against Evil Magic, we're going to work on you guys developing a style of casting. Every sorcerer has a different way of casting. I mean, of course, you know, spells have their requirements, their pronunciations and whatnot. However, that doesn't mean that it all has to be done exactly the same way. Um, your own way of casting is actually a really good strategy to have. Um, it keeps people on their toes. It, may, it means your uh, next move isn't so easy to read. Um, we're also going to be working towards um, a very particular spell towards the end of the year. Um, so this spell is called the um, Not a Service spell. And basically what it is, is um, it's almost like you're taking a part of yourself um, and 
forming some kind of energy. Um, this energy will take uh, the shape of an animal, typically. Oh, it's the Patreon spell. Shut. Yeah, the Patreon spell. I've read about that. Yeah, it's it's that's called the the not not a service spell, but like more colloquially known as a Patreon, the, the Patreon spell, of course. Yeah. And that's it for Ensorcelled, everybody. That was the podcast. Oh, We're making more. Bye. <laughs> like you can stop us. Yeah, you can't stop us. We've got Patreon. But I have the ending. We'll just fuck around for <laughs> billion years. Yeah, we'll see if see see how our no our Patreon that they, they like you, um, but you're on thin ice, buddy. You're on thin ice. I've been on thin ice since the third episode. We know this. Yes. Let us plug our Patreon. So, they're not a service spell. It's like you take a part of yourself, a part of your energy, almost like it's um, a part of your your magical essence. And it typically takes the form of some kind of animal, usually the same animal every time. And... This spell, it has many different uses. Um, think of it like, um, I'm sure you've heard some of the uh, normie myths of witches and how they might have a familiar, um, which would be like an animal, an animal companion that has a, a very good understanding of, of the witch's um, mindset and requests. They're able to do things for them. Um, and it's just kind of like a, a good friendship between the witch and an animal. Well, this is... Yeah, like like a fox or a cat or a crow. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. so basically, it's like taking a part of your, your spirit or what have you, turning it into this um, familiar type creature temporarily, and having it um, accomplish a task for you or even protect you from certain creatures. They they tend to be extraordinarily helpful. They're very good at, at um, conveying messages in times of um, in times of trouble. I mean it's just a very a very essential spell that I believe every sorcerer should know and everyone should should be able to to cast and utilize. So we're gonna be working um, working towards that this year, being able to cast one, having a good relationship with it, being able to accomplish several tasks um, so that by the end of the year, it is something that you will um, not struggle with utilizing. I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet my Patreon. Does anyone have any questions? How does one go about meeting their companion? Is it, like, what kind of process is it? Well, it, it usually takes quite a while. Um, the first thing is that you need to be able to produce something using the spell. Now, usually it's some kind of wisp. Um, it, it comes in the form of this, like, bluey, silvery, almost misty smoke coming out of your wand. Um, it's producing this, and then having this wisp uh, unattach itself from your wand, becoming a separate entity, um, having it move, being able to control its movements a little bit, and it will slowly begin to take the shape of, um, of this animal that, that will eventually be yours. Um, now, a very important part of casting this spell is that it needs something to feed off of. To, to strengthen your, your magical essence um, in order for it to be able to temporarily separate and, and part from you, um, something needs to 
fuel it. The best fuel that we have found is a very happy memory. Joy, essentially. Something that that gives you a really strong, euphoric feeling inside. So, remembering one of your happiest memories with your family and reliving that emotion will build your inner magic essence and you will be able to cast the not a service spell and there you have it so you mentioned that um it's the part the first part of the process is just forming the the silvery substance that will eventually take the shape of your familiar so has that stuff been tested and analyzed like what is it made up of is it more of a light thing is it a magic and we can't really like uh, and we don't have the science to explain it yet is it is it a substance is it like a dispersed gas that we can see H- have we uh, studied any atomic structures of uh, of the substance so this is not yet. something that can be captured um it and therefore it is but unable can it be studied to, well not particularly it's not really able to be studied i'm going to study it <laughs> first day and Imogen has her new thing (laughs) this is basically the old thing (laughs) it's fair yeah but that sounds really cool I can't wait to start I'm glad we've all agreed that we can study it so when you say happy memory like how happy are we talking as as happy as you can get. I mean, the happier the happier the memory, the the more powerful the not of service spell will be. Oh, like thinking about my friends. Yes, I mean, you have to get specific. Yeah, my friends. No, like uh, specifically, you know, you, you, I mean, you see them like, right uh, here. Like, like a specific Ren, Ross, Teddy, Ted, Edison, um, uh, Louisa. I miss Louisa. I mean, like a specific memory, a specific moment in time that you have experienced. Okay. Yeah, being anywhere near my friends, specifically. We'll work on it. We, I don't we see. Will, we'll work I, on I, it. I don't. I don't see where the the conflict is. I'm. 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 We'll, we'll get to it. We'll study this. Does it have to be happy in the moment, or is it something that you can like look back on with a happy effect? Um, that's a really complex question. Um. I guess we'll get into it. We'll think about okay. it. Okay. Is it like... Uh, now, this sounds like... Is it like a serotonin boost that really triggers or catalyzes the spell that's going on? Is it... I mean, not that we would necessarily do this on the regular, uh, on the reg, as it were, but but could it be... Could the effect on the catalyzation of the spell be uh, manufactured by, a, you know, a, an injection of, of a serotonin boost or perhaps dopamine or, or endorphins? Couldn't a... Uh, couldn't a an adrenaline-induced endorphin rush sort of a thing uh, catalyze the spell. I don't believe no, so. No, that's a good point. And also, also for uh, memories, uh, do you have to keep picking a happier memory every time? Because technically a memory, every time you remember it, you're remembering the memory, so it technically gets less particular as time goes on. So does that... Um, it, it's not about the details, it, it, it's, it's about the emotion. Um, would it help since uh, <laughs> since the olfactory system is the most closely connected to emotion? Would it help to to carry around with like a, like a little scent pouch 
a little a little smell bag that has a, a pleasant odor that's that ties you to that memory just to perhaps help get it going I don't, but like prime the pump it's as not it were. needed that's why we we work on it so that we don't have to rely on anything else because but it could be a helpful learning tool so would what about what if a memory was fake but it was happy even though it was fake it, it maybe it's one you imagined or one that was you know placed elsewhere but would that be able to be used as well if it wasn't natural? I don't believe so, because fake memories don't carry the same emotional weight as the real ones. So it wouldn't be powerful that could enough. Be a, that so could theoretically, be a this could be useful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this, could, this could be useful for determining it if someone's memories have been tampered with. Yeah, if there's yeah, a happy especially memory. Especially if, if the happy memory is the one in question, then if, if they use it and, it and it's not doing the thing, that's... Oh my it god, could, Imogen, we're it so could bring smart. everything into question. It, it, we are geniuses. There's a very I'm really specific to learn this. There's a very specific circumstance in which those two things would collide, but um well, you know, uh To be fair. <laughs> yes, they specific circumstances tend to happen to us quite often. Yeah, have you met us? I think I'm having heart palpitations. <laughs> you mad, bro? <laughs> no. No, no. Okay, no. yeah, we're gonna have to. I'm we're gonna, gonna have, have to table Imogen slang. Yeah, that's <laughs> where we powerful. draw the line. Imogen, I think you only get one a day. You gotta okay. make it count. Okay, okay, that's fair. Anyways, that sounds cool. I love school. Oh, me too. We are the worst. <laughs> I love us. Ding, ding, ding. Class over. <laughs> yeah. I gotta be honest, mo- a lot of that was Ren, but also a lot of that was me, because the idea of that is fascinating. A lot of that was Imogen. That's fair. Yeah, um, I feel like the second we leave, Ren's gonna start making lists of memories to test out. <sighs> is it real? Oh, shit. I didn't mean it that way, I meant, like, if they were happy enough. <laughs> I know, <laughs> also but also, too. Imogen is like, is it real? I don't know if I can trust anything. Okay, cool. So after Defense Against Evil Magic, you guys have your your lunch break. I love lunch. We go to lunch. Yeah. What are there grits? Like what? What are we waiting for? (laughs) What's on the the menu? Details. It's year four, episode one. You gotta give us the goods. Jesus Christ! So yeah, you guys go. You guys go to lunch. It's International Sandwich Day. Um, many different sandwiches from many different Ross must be living it up. Ross is very excited. Um, Ava is sitting next to him um, with you guys, and she says, All right, I think it's time we take bets. How many sandwiches is he going to eat today? All of them. Also, I guess International Sandwich Day is different for normies and sorcerers, because International Sandwich Day is actually November 3rd. It's International Sandwich Day in the Grand Hall, not... Not as an internet. It's international. So why is it called international? Okay. So you're saying we get two international no, sandwich no, no, days? No, 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 no. This is not the day. <laughs> because the sorcery world and the normie world got divorced, and now we get two sandwich days. This is not the day. I know what day normie sandwich day is because it's my dad's Lunch birthday. At okay. The Grand Hall is international sandwiches. Sandwiches from different cuisines and cultures. Okay. You're not. The world isn't celebrating. This is just what oh, I'm in celebrating. The Grand Hall. 
Holland, I think you knew that you just chose chaos. I'm choosing chaos every moment. <laughs> I love you. Um, Celeste looks over to Ava and goes, I don't know, are there sub bets on how much of each sandwich he'll have? Because I have a few bets on that. Well, I mean, you do have more data because you uh, you did uh, gift him that, uh, you know, a sandwich from every country. So you, you probably have some more. So you've got the numbers on what what he what he knows. Well, I carefully observed what he was eating first. Mm-hmm. Well, based on my data, I believe that if a Cuban sandwich is present, he can't eat any less than three of them, no matter what else he's planning on eating. So I think at least three Cuban sandwiches, maybe four. But the fact that there's a bon me here. I think that does put our Cuban sandwich ratio at, you know, at risk for being lower than usual because he's gonna want to eat two bonnies. But also there are po'boys, and I know how he feels about po'boys, so he's probably gonna eat some of those. Um, and not to mention the Italian sandwiches on the focaccia bread. It, it's it's but difficult He's probably to gonna eat more, more po'boys than the usual data would suggest because we're missing Louisa. Because we miss Louisa. Mm. Right. Oh, do you... No, Imogen doesn't clock that. Neither does Red. So I think he's going to eat 12 sandwiches. Oh, personally, my bet was 17. My bet is still all of them. I'm going to go for it and say 19 and a half, actually. Because I think he's going to try to go for a solid 20. But I think I he's, he's going to get, get that solid 20. And I think he's going to go beyond. I, I, I think he's going to get tired after 19 to try to push himself for one more. But I think then his brother's gonna stop him because he knows what happens after we, twenty. Yeah, we hadn't considered the Professor Jameson uh, obstacle to. I mean, he's in. He's sunset. in the. He is lunchroom. right. He's right he's, there. He's, he's gonna notice after a while. He's eyeing the sandwiches as well. Wait, question: Is this like the Sorcerer Price is Right, where you know you have to get if you're the lowest? If you go above, it, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. Can't I go think above. it should be whichever guess is closest in either direction. Okay, like counting how many marbles in the jar. Right, right, right. So, all right, I think we have our guesses. Um, uh, Teddy, do you have anything to say? Um, Teddy leans forward and he says, um, if you think he's going to eat anything less than 23 sandwiches, you are a fool. That's a good bet. That's a good bet. I still say 17. I have a good feeling about the, about the number. No, because 17 is a reasonable number, Celeste. He's not what? reasonable. Uh, you know what? And Celeste slams down like the equivalent of $100 in sorcerer money. <laughs> Let's go. I had some change on me. Let's go. Can we bet a little bit lower? That's change. I'll, I'll, I'll lend you some. It's okay. How about we go for like $10 in sorcerer change instead? So take one of the zeros out. They do, they do do that for the cash sometimes, Celeste. Do you have change for Sorcerer 100? Okay. I, I can, don't worry, I'll spot you. It's okay. Okay, thank you. Um, I would like everyone to know uh, Ross has a, pl- currently, right now, it's going to get stronger, but right now he has a plus three to his sandwich consumption. Is that constitution? Can you roll three no. d10s for sandwich, please? I was going to roll a d20. I feel like he can do better than 20. So you're giving him the cap out at 20. Teddy knows his best bro. He's going to try. Okay, so three d10s for sandwich plus the modifier. That seems like a reasonable sandwich die. Honestly, you could make them d12s if you wanted to. This is Ross. And Ren's like, okay, but how many sandwiches do you think I can eat, guys? The results are in. 
23 sandwiches. So See, the closest... He knows his best bro. The closest is Teddy. Teddy knows how many he sandwiches. He got it right on the money. Yeah, I, I also said be, oh, uh, he's gonna get 20 and then go beyond. I didn't give a specific number, but I also didn't put any money down. I also want to let you know, I legitimately did not roll that until right before. Um, Teddy's guest was not informed. That was just really... That, that's that's the dice on, on Teddy's side right now. That's best bros. Yeah. That's how that's, it works. That's best bro energy right there. Ava Ava shakes Teddy's hand uh, in a very, very, like... Good game. In a very good, like, sportsmanship-like way. Shakes Teddy's hand as if to say, good game. Good game, guys. This is bullshit. It's alright, we'll get the next one, Celeste. Um, at that point, Ross is, like, turning... He's, like, finishing off his last sandwich. And he's, like, doing his, like, pat on the belly, like, signature, I'm done move. Leaning back. Um, and he's like, great lunch, guys. Do you guys eat sandwiches? Which ones did you guys get? Doing good. Enjoying the food. Got- Imogen takes several sandwiches and samples just the bread. It's a bread day. Gotta say, croquemons, you're a little disappointing this week. I mean, I think the bechamel is a little too thick. Mm. Who says that? Ross. Those are words. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You should have tried the croque, madame. Much better. I do like an egg, but I was worried I'd get too full. I wouldn't be able to have enough Cubans. I choose the first sandwich that is on the top of the pile. Ham. Good choice. Ham. Standard. Solid. Reliable. All reliable ham. <laughs> What's my second sandwich? Your second sandwich? Yeah. Um, do you just grab the first one there? I go to a different pile. PB and J. So it's not ham again. Nice. Solid. Once again, a classic. Celeste, have you ever had PB and J? There's no way Celeste has had PB and J. <gasps> oh my gosh, come here, come here. So, wait, wait, quest. Few follow-up nope. questions. No, nope, just the try PB, it. What's the B in the job? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like pulled it out for her to take a bite. <laughs> Celeste just gets it like shoved in her mouth, and she's like, "Huh? Oh, right? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And this, this dish is worth how many hundred dollars? A lot of them. It's that actually." Makes sense. It's very, it's very delicious. It's, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, because it's rich because they have to, like, it's a whole process of making the special jam from, um, fruit. It's very somebody, special fruit. Could somebody grab me milk? Absolutely. Imogen is on it. Imogen already has milk for everyone. Top shelf milk. And that's what I call the perfect Tuesday afternoon snack. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. Professor. <laughs> I mean, I was in general talking about Tuesdays are the best day for PB&J, but Mondays are okay too. I know it's Monday! It's the first day back, guys! That, that's that joke's not funny anymore! We know this. Um, no it happened so long ago! It's no one's making funny. fun of you, Ren. <laughs> Myra is um, enjoying her classic Parisian sandwich on a baguette with butter, some like Parisian ham, some brie, a little bit of arugula, cornichon, classic. Absolutely loving it. And she looks at the milk and she says, Imogen, is this whole milk? It is a whole lot of milk. Good to know. Thank you. (laughs) She does not drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So as you guys are finishing your uh, sandwich competition slash tryout, 
you see uh, one of the professors is going to exit the uh, the Grand Hall, and it's actually Professor Iden, um, your um, magical history professor, a.k.a. Myra's mom. She is all cheery looking. Her red hair is curled very nicely. Um, and she stops by. Um, she places a hand on her daughter's shoulder, um, gives you all another smile. She says, hi, everybody. Good first day back? Yeah. We had sandwiches. Oh, hello, Aunt Charlie. How are you? I'm doing very well, Celeste. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I My favorite part of the vacation was, well, one, my date with your daughter in Prague, but also the, the nap I got to take on the train ride here. Oh, you were asleep? I thought you time. were just holding real still. No, no. Uh, by the way, Ren, I'm... I apologize for whoever drooled on you. Uh, I don't know how that happened. Um, oh, oh so I assumed fine. it was Thaddeus. I, oh, yes, yes. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, once again, I, I play Broom Zoom, so I'm, I'm used to It's fine. It's okay. Good talk. Well, yes, uh, real, real unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, how are you today? I'm good. I'm, I'm really excited for this year. Actually, you know, I have to admit, I think that the fourth year is my favorite of all the years of of the Hogweed curriculum. That's not foreboding at all. Oh, well. Oh. Interesting. Um. <laughs> no, I believe this is foreshadowing. Yeah. Yes, of course. Well, I'm really excited. You see, Professor, when anyone says something like that, then we know weird shit's about to go down. So we try not to talk about it until it inevitably goes down. Oh. Yes, in fact, could you knock on the wood table just because you, it, it wasn't exactly everything's going to be perfect this year, but it, it, it was uh, Can you throw close. some salt over your shoulder as well? Um, Thank you. Oh, I brought some salt. I brought some smelling salt. Oh. I thought it might help with, uh, uh, you know, casting your Patreon. So I, I hear some salt for you. Well, I don't, I don't know how it could ominous, but I mean, we're just, we're studying magical history from the perspective of various magical creature humanoid forms and species, so I don't think that could be ominous at all. That sounds oh. amazing. I'm so excited to learn. Oh, that's wonderful. That sounds exciting and relevant. And definitely not ominous. Oh. That's great. I just think it'll be great to see things from a new perspective. Are we perhaps using the textbooks of one Imogen's mother? <laughs> um, That's her name. Charlie's face kind of like uh, falls a little bit and becomes a little more serious. Um, and, and she looks down and she says, um, we will be using a, a variety of texts throughout the year. Of course, all texts must be approved before they are able to be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the approval process is, is that monitored by a, a higher authority? It would be monitored by the Sanctum Department of Education. Yeah, that's what I thought might happen. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's only for texts um, that you are specifically teaching from for this curriculum. If I were to, you know, if, if I were to cite other sources in my in any papers or assignments that I have for this class, would that, would I be able to cite my mom's work? If I use the correct format. Times New Roman, 12-point font. I will say this. You are too young for me to expect you 
to do research on sources, so I would not be checking much into the validity of them. So, mm-hmm. as long as you use the proper citations, you may sort what you like. Okay. Very good. Very good. I will definitely cite what I like. My mom! I look forward to reading your papers, Imogen, as always. I look forward to writing them. Um, she gives her daughter another, uh, another squeeze, um, on the shoulder and, and exits the grand hall. Have a wonderful day! So, before your final class of the day, is there anything else you guys want to get done during your lunch period? Books, reading, fun stuff, milk. Therapy circle, we were gonna do therapy circle. Right. Of course, you guys always have your therapy circle. Yeah, we have a little time for our therapy circle. Yeah, you know, we just check in since the pool party and all that. We hold hands. I will say this is very important to know that um, during lunch, Ren does, like, make the trek to uh, her room to grab her leather jacket to wear her leather jacket at lunch instead of just her robes. Um, And then she'll put her robes back on uh, before lunch is over. That is very important. Delightful. She has to set a precedent. Yeah. Love that. Uh, I guess my only question for you in between is, is Celeste kind of being left alone still? Or with her new, just like with her new sub- celebrity status and whatnot? Yeah, no one's really approaching you or anything. Hell yes. Love that. So after lunch, your next class is Transfiguration, of course, with Professor Carver. So pumped. He pretty much looks the same as uh, the last time that you saw him. Um, except there's one difference, which, of course, the last you knew about. He has a mustache. And he looks good. No, 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 no. It's like, it's like, he looks good. He looks good with the mustache. He's trying something new. Not, and we respect Not him. the hipster guy stash, please. No, not like the hipster mustache. It's just... I mean, it is 2012. It has to be, right? No, it's just the classic mustache. Just trying some new facial hair. That's so random. <laughs> I, you, I don't need you're to. You're gonna have to provide us a picture in the near future. Did you give my dad a mustache last session? No. It happened since. Yeah, okay, it cool. happened since. Is it like a thin mustache? Oh my god! Give me, oh, a give stash. me a minute. Ooh, like a French stash or like like a know, pencil like, mustache. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he probably could work that. He a could little pull bit. it off. He could work that. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of sure. the people that could. I'm gonna send you a fucking send screenshot. It. Yeah, this is probably the one the one NPC you can't get away with giving a random mustache. Like aesthetic is everything here, <laughs> except for okay. my mother. You also couldn't get away with giving my mother a mustache. Though she could pull it off. What yes. is this? Oh, here's another oh, really have, good picture. There? That's like a that's a full that's on... a full fucking mustache. Yeah, that's a yeah. Here's another really really good picture. This is all. This picture also has like how he, Carver's hair is styled. Holy sh! That's a lot. That is indeed a lot. That's a lot. I, I want a better picture because that screenshot is not doing favors. Is his is his mustache gray? Yes, all of his hair, his eyebrows, all of it. It's silver hair everywhere. It's natural. Okay. Can it be a little bit less thick than this, though? Yeah, sure. It's it's attractive. It is an attractive mustache on him. (laughs) Okay, 
because the hey. second one that you sent is giving me Hitler stash, and I don't. No, obviously, well, that's, it's, that's just because it's animated. Yeah, this is animated. Yeah, that's so just it's the filter. Much, yeah, it's just the filter, but that's like the shape. Okay. He's very. Also, that is like the opposite of a Hitler stash. That is the opposite of a Hitler stash. Yeah, I but I do shit. It's just giving me vibes, okay? It, it's a Stalin stash. That's what you're thinking. There we are. That's, that's, that's what I was Stalin thinking, stash. obviously. He looks very attractive with the mustache. It ages him a little bit, but so does his hair because it's silver. And so does Celeste. My dad was 23 when he started this campaign. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> He's he's now fifty seven. <laughs> um, though he did already have silver hair before Celeste was born, so arguably Claire aged him. Uh-huh. He developed it at seventeen. Oh damn, Claire really did it's it. Very young. Oh, so it's the trauma. Really very young. Trauma. Anyways. Uh, I bet very it. Very Percy Dorado. It had to do with my evil grandpa. I bet. Oh yeah, there was definitely torture involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I'm right more often than you want to admit, Listen, as soon as you told me you were Flat Earther, anything you say was just discounted from then on. When the fuck did I tell you that? Shut the fuck up. I love that you're not denying it. Anyway, so we're in- I'm not a Flat Earther, you fucking idiot. Anyway, so yeah, Professor Carver, he has a mustache, everything else about him is the same. Um, and he is just casually leaning on his desk- um, starts class. I hope you all had a- It's a very casual lean, sir. Um, thank you. Imogen is taking notes. I hope everyone had a decent summer break and is ready- I went to a library. Uh, great. Professor, look at my leather jacket. That's not- that's not part of the- the uniform. She's- she's not wearing it, she's just holding it. Runs into a rebel phase. Uh, just go with it. Okay, um... Why do you look so serious? What's wrong? Nothing Nothing is wrong. I always look serious. No, something's ser- wrong. I always look serious. That's not true. I don't... What are you talking... Okay. Inside is check. it the mustache? It's the mustache. It's just... It's just a mustache. I don't understand. But why? Yes, I understand the change, but tell, tell me why. I just wanted to try something new. I have no idea. Um, I, I can't relate to that. Imogen looks around at all of our different- our new styles of everyone in this class. I can't- I don't- I don't- uh uh-uh. Me either. And Celeste, like, slow motion throws her, her long extension hair, like, back and forth. <laughs> well, it's not any of your business. Okay, wow. That was a very fun response. <gasps> yes. Uh, Should I use that response in the future if I ever want to? No, no, absolutely not. It's, I think it has. It I had a nice so. effect. No, it's, yes. it's, it's it disrespectful. It's not Don't... any of. Oh, you to were be, disrespecting us, Professor. To be fair, to be fair, Father, you look you look wonderful with the mustache. But we do have questions. What? Uh, he like throws his arms up and he goes, "Claire likes it. That's well, that's all. That's it. That's all." Okay, that makes sense. That, yes, I believe that for sure. But do you like it? It's fine. <gasps> huh? Insight check. I just wasted a 25. What, <laughs> does my dad like it? Let me put it this way. Whatever Claire likes on him, he likes. I get that. Fully get that. No, no words needed. Uh, it looks wonderful. And Celeste doesn't want to think any more about this. Okay. So class, huh? 
Transfiguration. Class. Yeah. So, since we're... Since we're starting for... Okay, you're all looking at me like that. Okay. Since we're starting fourth year, fourth year is a bit of a different direction than the other previous three years you've experienced. Hey, Professor? Yes. Hey, Professor? I must ask you a question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's so random. (laughs) I've never been so close to quitting my job. Oh, don't go. You mad, bro? (laughs) I can't breathe. I'm sorry, I know I need to cut back. (laughs) That's three today, Imogen. I mean, right. Anyways, since we're really trying to emphasize the focus on individual strengths, powers, and capabilities, I am a man of my word. I don't like to go back on my promises. Therefore, this year I will begin to teach you group, and only this group, how to develop and transform into an Animorph if you are capable. Not everyone is. Imogen passes out. Oh, God. Uh, dexterity check to try to save Imogen? Yeah, dexterity yeah, check. Yeah, go for it. Can we both lunge for her? Uh, shit. Uh, Imogen, I failed you. <sighs> um, that is an 18. You managed to catch Imogen. Okay, just know that when I am being caught and once I when once I am horizontal in your arms, my legs are twitching like I'm uh, chasing rabbits in my dreams. Uh, Celeste reaches into her coat pocket of many things and just pulls out some smelling salts and kind of tries to get her to come to. Yeah, it's uh, canon that we did have salt, so... Yeah, Imogen does have a pocket full of salt. And she wakes up like... Oh! I mean, Professor, I don't think we have to look that far to find our animals. Do I have a tail yet? No, okay. It's alright. I was trying real hard. But... But I didn't dream that, right? You said you were gonna learn how to possibly become maybe animorphs. Before, before my father answers, <laughs> Celeste just spots Imogen, like just gets behind her, is like ready. <laughs> oh, I'm still holding on to her. I promise you won't regret this, Professor. I swear. <gasps> this is why you were grumpy when we first came in, because you knew this was gonna happen. I mean, you that makes might sense. regret this, but no take-backsies. No take-backsies, Professor. I don't see how you could ever possibly regret this. Listen. I mean, also, just having this possibility will make us safer in the long run. Well, about that. You see, while it can be a very powerful tool, there are also cons to Animorphs. He uh, picks up a, a large and heavy uh, a statue that, that sits on his desk, and he hands it to Ross, and he says, Ross, throw this at me. And Ross says, um, okay, and just fucking shucks it at Professor Carver, overhand like he's pitching to the Major League of Baseball. Professor Carver obviously deflects it very easily and it skids across the floor and he gestures and he says there's that he picks it up and he hands it back to ross and he says now throw it at my animorph um professor carver crouches down and as he does transforms into this large gray wolf that you've seen before his fur light silvery gray with uh, dark marks kind of like like all over his body like stripes um, 
kind of uh, like tattoos. Yeah, like like brindle all over his his legs and his chest and his back. Um, and then, of course, his uh, light sage green eyes stood looking at Ross. Um, as a reminder, he's a very large wolf. Um, and of course, wolves are larger than I think many people remember. They're not the size of domesticated dogs. But for a wolf itself, he is large. He's a big boy. And he he looks at Ross and gives him a nod. Uh, Ross, again, chucks uh, chucks a statue straight towards Professor Carver. And he dodges out of the way, the statue fully going uh, the, sh- the projectile that Ross had thrown it. Um, he transforms back into uh, his human form, and he says, You cannot perform magic while you are in an Animorph. Obviously, that puts a large amount of constraint on you when you're in this alternate form. You can't speak a, a human language. You are stuck with the sounds that you as an animal can make. You might have your brain, but your physical capabilities are completely different to match those of the animal that you have become. It's like it's like learning to walk for the first time. Yes. Um, father, I do have a follow-up question based on mm-hmm. this. Um, so let's say that you're in a battle of some sorts as an animorph. If if you're fighting, would you have the endurance of yourself, or would you have the endurance of the animal? And also, as a follow-up, um, were it to pass away of some sorts, I, I guess where's the what's how vulnerable is the form? Well, when you are in the physical form of your animorph, you have the physical ability. That block of the animal. Weird way to put it, but sure. You have their stat block? Um, you have the physical capabilities of that animal. Um, if, if someone is an animorph of an elephant, then they are incredibly strong while they're an elephant, but not while they're a human, necessarily. Not, not as strong as an elephant, anyway. Um, but if you're to die as an animorph, or be damaged in any way, hurt, injured, it doesn't just go away when you turn back into a human those scars and the injuries stay with you. And one might not be detrimental to your Animorph, but could be detrimental to your human self, and vice versa. But Did you say detrimental? I said detrimental. Fuck off. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Anyways. Father, do not tell my friends to Apologies, fuck off. Apologies, that was completely out of line. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, you're no, fine. No, no. Um, Does that mean we're allowed to no, curse in class no, now? No, shut your mouth. Oh, Stop it. No, finally. God. I mean, Professor Carver, you have toddlers. You've got to be smarter about this. What would the children think? <laughs> no, Red wouldn't say that. I think that. I think that's mostly just me. So, um, if you were to be hurt, I guess in a way that you had mentioned before, it, that was detrimental to a human form and not to an animal form, would you have to stay an animorph? Until you're healed for your human body to be able to handle the, the state you are in, you'd have to try your best. However... So, like, what if you have wings and you broke your mm-hmm. wing? Would it depend on if you were, uh... Yeah, how does the physiology transfer or- over? 
No, we'll talk about this later. It's fine. Would our shoulder blades just hurt real bad? I feel like that would be like breaking an arm. I have to be honest. I'm not very familiar with with full animal biology, so I'm not entirely sure. Oh, then I'll have to study up on that. Great idea. Maybe I'll study up on animal anatomy. In in your time where it's fun, not in your time that. Oh, it's gonna be fun. So, for example, if um, I were in my uh, animorph and my uh, tail were to be broken, how that would transfer over? Um, should I turn back into my human self? Is that my tailbone would uh, retain the fracture? Ah, your coccyx. Yes. Yeah. I look at Teddy and Ross. See if they laugh. They're holding it in. They laugh they're, they're holding it. They've got to laugh at coccyx. They're 14. They are 14. So, uh, Professor, if anyone asks what we're doing in class, what should we tell them we're doing instead? Learning? It's, so, like, but if, if we're... If somebody asks or someone's like, oh, did you get the notes from this particular class or anything? I know we're going to be more specialized this year, but what should we cover it up as? Well, tell them that we are working on cross-species switches. Okay, so we're telling them the truth in a a way that is pretty, um, sus, I believe is the word? I mean, it is- I think that's too late. I don't think that's a thing yet. I think it's too late. (laughs) You thought about Imogen when you made this plan, didn't you? Listen, not everyone can lie, that's okay. Oh, you're looking at me. It is also (laughs) a a general type of transfiguration magic. An entire genre of its own. I'm gonna be studying this genre. So it's more so we're learning the, like, the history of it rather than the practical. The theory rather than... That as well... as turning other species like like if you like right. turning Thaddeus into a hedgehog, uh, yes, a head ah uh, right. We're gonna right. turn Thaddeus like, into a hedgehog. Do you think he'd like being a hedgehog? I think we've done that before. Oh, but yes, that sort of thing. That makes yes. sense. Of course. Um, just a quick question: Is there going to be a differentiation of our animorph and our Patreon? Um, that is a good question. Um, it is different in every case. Um, I will say usually no, as um, once you cast the not a service spell, uh, typically the animal that is produced uh, reflects your uh, your own magical essence, your own spirit, um, and that's kind of what happens when you form an anamorph as well. However, there have been many instances in which um, an animal type changes, not from an anamorph, but but for, for the spell itself. Um, and so the, the two might be separate and different. Cool. What, what kind of instances? Uh, well, um, your Patreon can change when uh, when you go through something uh, rather traumatic, something that changes you as a being, um, your core, um, something that impacts your life and affects who you are so deeply that um, you could never be the same kind of person ever again. But um, that, that, that doesn't happen too often. What about Edison? Because he already has a sort of a cross-species transformation sort of a deal is that can edison become an anamorph as well and if so would it would he be limited to being wolf-like um professor uh carver turns directly towards edison and says to him i i actually don't know um 
this would be something that, that we're trying to figure out along the way. Um, I, I don't know what will happen. I'm going to take... Uh, okay, I need I need my own notebook for this. I need a separate notebook for specifically Edison-related uh, transformation stuff. This is like... I need I need to I need to make some charts. I need to get some uh, some surveys going to get some information. We're gonna treat this like a proper scientific experiment. This is gonna be fun. Edison is like, oh god, I'm gonna be studied. I'm gonna need to take your vitals. Okay. Um, are there any other questions about the subject? There definitely will be, but um, I don't think any right now for me. There are, but Imogen is scribbling away in her, uh, in her new notebook. I think we're all just a little overwhelmed, Father. I, I, it might be good to- I'm not overwhelmed. Who's overwhelmed? I'm ecstatic. We'll come up with more questions later. Um, how does one start going about trying to figure out the kind of animal? It does you, do you start, like, based on genus or species, and then you kind of narrow it down from there? Is it like, oh, I probably am some type of thing with wings versus, oh, I'm probably something that's more a mammal? Or is it really just like, it's so, it's it's something, and then suddenly, poof, animal. What if you turn into something that, what if, what if you turn into a fish, and then you, you can't breathe, you know, air? Oh no. Are there fish animorphs? Because Th- honestly, honestly, if your if your if your Patreon is is a fish, yeah, that can happen. So should we focus on our Patreons first? Yeah, to make sure. Because if we turn into a fish, then we won't be able to I breathe. Want and an be like, we won't even fish. be able to practice it because uh, well, unless we go out to the lake. But then you know that that's kind of out in the open. We could we could get a little pond in here, like a little uh, Ooh, a little fish you tank. Keep, you could keep a little fish tank in your overalls. <sighs> Portable fish tank. I'll just stuff it full of water, and then I'll become an animorph into a fish, and then just dive into my bib. <laughs> we figured it out. We solved it. This is fine. It's it's a rather complicated process, um, becoming an animorph. Um, a lot of different uh, steps to it. Um, but I will say it's not something in which you can pick your animal or try and figure it out, but what happens is that as you work on on transforming and strengthening this spell is that oftentimes small hints appear um, as you're working on it. Um, For example, uh, when I was going through this process, uh, again, illegally, mind you, so I did not really have anyone to guide me. Yeah, extraordinarily legal. legal. I'd just like to remind you, please do not go around talking about this. yeah, the illegal stuff that we're doing in class yes. with the teacher. Yeah, so, um, Professor Carver continues. I will say there was a moment when I was going through my process that um, a hand may have transformed into a paw. Um, Adorable. With beans and everything? Mm-hmm. So I had some kind of inkling <laughs> that inkling. I was... And then you got the tattoos. I knew there was something about that. I just have to say it, I knew there was something sick. Anyways, I had an idea that I was most likely a quadruped mammal, and I went from there. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. I don't know if that if that um, knowledge assisted me in the rest of my process, but it, it 
was something that um, I picked up on. Swag. I'm so excited. Can we start today? Do we have time? Um, well, I don't I don't think there's quite enough time in this first class to go through the first meditation portion of uh, the transformation. Um, but there's enough time for questions if you have any. Um, if not, then great. Do you nice. have any guesses to, to see what sort of anamorph we would be? Oh, yes, that question. Yes. Place your bets now. I believe Ren is going to be a capybara. Okay. I love that. Very odd. I think it's precious. Respectfully, I think I'll be cooler and bigger Imogen's going to be a turtle, for but, sure. Okay. She has to be a cat. What are you Celeste? doing? Celeste. Rhino. Rhino. It's just a very, it's a thick unicorn. Celeste holds her wand to her father. He What? It's a thick unicorn. He lets a very cheeky smile out and he says, I have absolutely no idea what any of you are going to be. Or if you're going to be anything at all. Oh you little shit, I thought you were serious. I'm not a rhino. No, you've far far too much grace for that, Celeste. Well thank you. I don't really know what a capybara is, so I feel like it's yeah, I should it's a it's a big old South American uh, rodent. Yes, rodent. Yes, rodent. Not a marsupial. It's a rodent. Uh, it's got this like rectangular, you know, like longish face, like a big old nose. It's so cute. It's actually quite adorable. It's like the yes. largest rodent in the world. It's, it's very absolutely fluffy. precious. I don't yeah. want to be a rodent. They boggle around. Well, you all don't really have a choice. Except the fact that you might be disappointed. Not everyone can have an anamorph as um, fantastic as mine. Or as cool as impressive Correct, as yours, yes. Professor. Was, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Professor, quick thing. Um, this feels more like a thinly veiled threat from a, a, a potential deity. Uh, almost as if God was saying, don't piss me off or else I'll make you a large rodent. Interesting interpretation of those words. What a, what a strange thing to say. I didn't realize you were religious, Celeste. But if you were to worship a deity... No, I'm not. I'm Come sure they'd be fantastic. Man. You know that ain't gonna work. Suck my ass. <laughs> Professor! <laughs> Whoa! Sir, this is a classroom. <laughs> is it because of the mustache? Is Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Is this new mustache father? Can I? I think I think that's where he. Can gets I just his mix sass. it up sometimes? Maybe I just want to. Maybe I just want to mix it up. Just mixing it up. He sounds so defeated. Maybe I just want to mix it up sometimes. I was like, why do I feel bad? <laughs> if you're done, then uh, class is dismissed. We actually haven't said anything about the mustache in a good forty-five minutes. That's on you, professor. I can be self-conscious too. You no, know what? It looks That's good. true. It really does look good. We're father. just ragging We're just on you teasing. because you're our favorite. Imogen says nothing. I bet you say that to Jameson too. No. Well, <laughs> I don't, and you know I can't lie. That's true. What? <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, just to button it, Celeste does wait for everybody to leave, and then right before she leaves, goes, "Father, for real though, it really does look good. You should feel confident." Thank you, Celeste. Ta-ta! Yeah. She closes the door. <laughs> I do also think that Ren stays behind and is like, Professor, I am sorry about making jokes. Um, If I could make a mustache, I would want it to look like yours. Fully serious. Have a good day. Bye, Ren. So, 
You guys have a little bit of time before the meeting. Um, it's not right after your final class. You guys have a little bit of a break. Is there anything you want to get done uh, before said meeting? Or I don't know. Do you guys have anything you want to do before a meeting? I mean, yeah, but it's always weird to do it the first episode, I feel like. Because it's all introductory, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Imogen, we don't have to roleplay this, but Imogen's going to the library to check out some books on her new interests. Oh, actually, you know what I want to do? Because I like to stir things up. Could Celeste talk to Steve's? Yeah. Don't remind him that we... Oh, his... Celeste knows him too. <laughs> she, she's got to work on some of these. Okay, yeah. You can go ahead and find Steve's. I mean, I'll join you. Sure. Uh, Celeste would want to go see Steve's because I feel like in her mind, she's very... Okay, I am now celebrity. I'm actually going and out in the public eye and using my persona. I cannot owe a ghost two favors. All right. You, you managed to find Steve's lingering outside of the Grand Hall, um, spitting, <laughs> spitting on students as they leave. Oh, hello, Steve. Good to see you. Glad to see you're up to your regular antics. God, what is my voice for Steve's? Well, as in my old friends, how are you doing? Steve's, it feels like it's been like two years since I've seen you. Oh my that goodness. That sounds about right. By yeah. the way... Love what you did with, like, the orange soda flood that happened in the Grand Hall last year. That was excellent pranking. Oh, well, thank you very much. I had that one cooking up for a while. Oh, yes. My shoes smelled like oranges for days. Very funny. Very you funny. You are welcome. Uh, you remember... Thank you. Uh, you Hello. remember Ren here. Oh, of course I do. An elephant never forgets. Are you an elephant, Steve? No. So, you have forgot. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, we were just approaching about um, the favor that we do owe. Oh, yes, I do remember. Three favors, I do believe that they are. Combined, yes. Yes, perhaps. I'm just wondering um, if you might sweeten the deal a little bit. You know, for an old family friend. Well, how so? What? <laughs> I can see Fry going, don't do this. <laughs> no, that was just me verb. I just needed to yell out, what? I love this. Uh, oh, you know, um, you might remember a fun little group of four from a while back that used to be uh, the reigning kings of pranks. That ring Go a bell? On. Um, do you recognize this, uh, this leather jacket? I think you do, Steve's. A giraffe never forgets. Celeste just starts to, like, back up Ren, not knowing where this is going, but super intrigued. So how's about it? Um, a little birdie told me about favor that you owed him. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of like, um, mob rules, that even if the person you owe the favor to dies, then it's, like, passed down. So I think we just owe you two favors. How's that sound? Well, Zebra never forgets either. I suppose we could make that work. I'll put a good word in for you. Deal. Deal. Ren, I don't know what's getting into you, but this is so cool. You and me. Even. Now, you and me. Not so much. Oh, I'll take okay. one of her favors. You know, more fun when it's more people, right? 
Britain, you, you don't have to do that. I, I owe the favor. Come on, it's kind of fun. You might be more valuable. You know that's true. Just based on my history. All right. You can Great. have one. Cool. <laughs> one, one, and done. Pleasure doing business with you, Steves. So, right, pleasure. So, what on earth do you think is these favors you need? Oh, oh, I'll call them when I need them. Shit. I was hoping this could be something that we, you know, kind of got out at the beginning of our fourth year. Ah, shit. Okay, perfect. Then we'll be ready. Don't wait too long, Steves. We don't want a prank to get stale. You know, that would be the worst thing. Of course. And you know, of course, the so-and-so prank masters and whatnot. We gotta keep them excited. Mm -hmm. The only thing that stales is bread and my feet. That's gross. Ah, I see. (laughs) A salmon never forgets. Now you're getting it. Sit. Who said anything about a salmon? (laughs) Strange, strange child. (laughs) What? You you know what? Let's move on. This has been a good conversation. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll see you down the river. um, And uh, that little birdie I mentioned uh, told me about uh, a prank with uh, growing feathers. Let me know if you ever want to try that again. Little birdie intrigued. I will let you know. Alright. And you know what they say about birds. They never forget. No, they flock together. That's the, I'm really confused. That's You're just pulling things out of a hat at this point, you little rabbit. So are you. You know it. Let's go. Let's go. Bye bye. Ren, I don't know what that was, but I am loving this year oh, for it. That was scary. <laughs> no, so my dad's been coaching me. He's been coaching me. I can be cool, calm, and collected so cool. now. Oh my gosh! I, I believe that was. I a think hustle. so. Like, oh my goodness! That's the skill that I learned over the summer. Um, between uh, my dad and my mom, I learned how to hustle, and I also learned how to intimidate people to get what I want. Oh, I need to hear all about this. Tell me now while we go. Tell me as okay. while we go to the club, and we go to the club, and I listen to all the stories of what Ren has learned because that was my insane. parents are literal tricksters. <laughs> Thank you for giving them to me, uh, Remy, but also you will regret this decision. Imogen meets up with you um, at the club with so many books in her arms. I take at least half of them just to hold. Oh, thank you. Celeste makes the boys take the other half. Oh, I, I, I need those. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, it's okay. We're just holding them. We're oh, carrying okay. them for uh, you. You can help me put them into my bag. Well, how about this? I'll, uh, I'll watch where you walk. You can, you can walk, read. You know, oh, walk. Steady. I, 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 I mean, I'm gonna be doing that, but there's a that club, club meeting thing. Okay, fine. Uh, Celeste tells the boys to put them in, in Imogen's back. Lit. Imogen has the strongest back out of all that, of yeah. them. She's <laughs> carrying this show, so yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly. <laughs> all right. So you uh, you arrive in your club, which at the beginning of the year usually has pretty much 
every professor who's involved um, there at the meeting. But this time, it's just a couple of them. It's just Ty, Jameson, Henry, and Carver. Um, they seem to be having a casual conversation towards the front. You know, just being buddies, catching up. The usual... I wanted to say shish kebab, but that's not the word I wanted to say. I think it is say. the word that I wanted you to say. <laughs> the usual shish kebab, you know. Now, um, <laughs> how close together are Ty and Jameson standing? They're standing next to each nice. other. How close? It's four people having a conversation. They're the, the same distance as the other but men. But does it look like it's purposeful, or does it look like it's unintentional? You're gonna have to roll for questions like that. Imogen's not going to roll for that because she doesn't. She just doesn't. I'll, but I'll roll for it. Red yeah, I, need, shit. I need someone to roll for it. Insight. Wait, yeah. I'm confused. What are we rolling for? <laughs> how to see how if a Ty and Jameson are together? <laughs> That's a ten. I'll roll an insight too. Well, I'll tell you that a ten. They're standing that next makes to sense. each other. I got another strong 13. They're standing next to <gasps> each other. Yes. Same uh, distance as everyone else. See, but now we have the information of the same distance as everyone else. Which I already... I got three more points. <laughs> that doesn't mean... It means everything to me. Anyway, you've all entered the classroom. The teachers are talking. They turn to look at you when you enter. You know the drill. You've captured their attention. You're there when you're supposed to. And Ty greets you. He says, I'm happy to see all of you. I haven't seen you all since um, since June, I believe. It's been too long. Remember when we didn't see you for a long time because you were kidnapped? <laughs> oh, that's right. Remember when you almost died Guys, in front I of us? Guys, I feel like he definitely remembers that. I don't know if we have uh, to bring it up. I, I would argue that it was more of a capture than a kidnapping. Uh, that's, th- that's true, yes. yeah. Okay. Details. That's true. It's good to see you, Ty. So do we do hugs or not? Because, like, I'm kind of back and forth on it. I'm just not sure. Because we sometimes do hugs, and then other times... Are we allowed to do hugs if it's in the club? I... I'm Would you like a hug? Hugs, I guess? This is the Department of Friendship. Okay. Anyways. I give Henry um, a hug, though. Aw. Henry, of course, hugs you back. Ty kind of shakes his head a little bit and he goes, I forget how disarming you all can be. (gasps) That's the thing you were gonna work on, Ren! We're doing great! I've learned so much this summer, you have no idea, professors. Celeste whispers to Imogen, No, I'm serious. Year 4 Ren is so different. It's interesting. I have been studying with the masters and I am ready to kick ass. When I say the masters, I mean my dad and my mom. And also Jenny. Jenny is a badass. Mm -hmm. Henry nods in agreement. We all know. Well... Speaking of um, kicking ass, I guess, um, let's talk about this year. Your previous training was good, but now that we know a little bit more of what we're up against, we need to do better. We're going to expand upon the strategic training previously, um, while also incorporating more offensive battle techniques. Now, something that you all are not going to be familiar with at this point in your lives is that Sorcerers have limits. No. You haven't been able to use enough of... I swear <laughs> so sorry. Wrong. Go on. Sassy Imogen. Damn. 
we're all changing. It's year four, baby. We got new stuff going on. We got new hairstyles. Yeah, glow ups. Imogen is sassy. Sorcerers have limits. You all haven't been able to use so much of your magic to be able to see your limit. Um, know where it's at, though, as you're so young and at this time inexperienced, it would be rather low. When in a situation like a battle, you might think because of the magic, the spells that you have, they might be quick or simple. You know, one or two spells, they're wrapped up. You've captured someone, you've um, restrained them, you've taken them out of the equation, essentially. But that is not always true. Um, because as expansive as your tool belt might be, you have no idea how expansive your opponent's is. Oftentimes, battles might start off with uh, spells shooting back and forth, but quickly they become something more complex with movement and dodging and more um, physical aspects. Uh, to maintain your energy level and make sure you don't run out of power too quickly. Otherwise, you'll be in a very vulnerable spot. This is the kind of information that we'll be covering this year in your training, getting you ready for whatever might happen. Now, as we know, there is a little more information um, that we have learned at the end of last year. Thank you to Edison. We know that there's something going on within the Sanctum. Obviously, we know about the Unknowables, that they're keeping several things, research, knowledge, locked down tight for whatever reason, whether it be for the good of the sorcery world or to keep it in check. The only way to really know if this is the ethical thing to do is to discover what exactly it is. There's the Rise, a group of escaped criminals and their colleagues working for, ideally, the purpose of releasing this information or other information we are unaware of to the sorcery world, whether it be for good or not. There is Edison Gray's father, Kane Gray, his werewolf clan, who are angry at sorcerers and normies for keeping them in this hidden, keeping them in this hidden state. Though that's not necessarily the full truth of what has happened there. And then, of course, there is my organization, and perhaps other organizations, also trying to find out the information of the Sanctum, for whatever purpose. There are a lot of different parties here, all kind of vying for the same source, though with different intentions. These are a lot of dangerous people. And I just want to let you all know that at any point, you all can change your mind. You can back out. No hard feelings. You guys, despite what you feel or think, are legally and physically kids. And I just really want you guys to remember what exactly you're getting into. Know the risks. 
and just do what you think is best for you. I I don't think I can even imagine not do, not pursuing this, but I, I respect anyone's choice to to step back, but when there's so much at stake, there's so much to know and so many people to help and protect. I I don't know how I could possibly step back if I think I can be of use. So I'm I I'd like to I'd like to stick with it. Okay. There is nothing that is going to get me to stop being here. This is the only thing that's ever given me answers. It's the only thing that I've... Well, it's the only thing that I've ever felt like I'm actually doing something for the better. You would have to force me out. And you know how that will work for you. Not well. Did I... Did I oh, yeah, Thank I, you, okay. Imogen. Cool, cool, cool. No, that's perfect. I, Thank yeah. you. Nothing can stop me from doing what's right. I, I appreciate you saying that, but knowing what I know, there's no way I can stop. Even if I wanted to, and I don't. But yeah, I mean, if anyone needs to step out, of course. Teddy uh, chimes in, and he says, I just have to do what I think my dad would do. He... He couldn't let this happen. So I won't either. Ross pats him on the shoulder and says, Yeah, me neither. You know, Teddy's dad. Yeah, Teddy's dad. Teddy's mom. For real. I was I was gonna say, um, I think Ren kind of... I think you're making the dad proud. Um, and his look looks good on you, too. Just a whisper. Teddy looks over at you, um, and you see the slightest bit in his eyes. He smiles at you. Um, his eyes get a little watery. He says, thanks, friend. And um, his brown eyes... Uh, show just the slightest crackles of, of a bright blue beneath. I just nudge him with my shoulder. Myra, standing next to Celeste, shakes her head and says, I don't know how anyone could know all of this and not want to help. I mean, we might be the only people in the world who knows all of this all together at the same time. We might be the only people who can do something. I think we have to. And finally, Edison, with a look of fury on his face, looks around the room, a fire burning in him, and he says, I am not my father. He is not my father. But I will do everything that I can to stop him. Celeste grabs his hand. Imogen grabs his other hand. 
Suck it, Ren. <laughs> I heard I heard Holland's brain go, Ren grabs his third hand. No, my intrusive thought my my intrusive thought was Ren grabs him by the back of the neck and shakes him a little. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry, keep having your moment. <laughs> Edison squeezes both of your hands and gives Ren a smile. And he says, Let's destroy him. Let's destroy that motherfucker. And that is where we're going to end session one of season four. <laughs>